Hello and welcome to part two of TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. My name's Will Anderson. And uh, when we left you last, Will was going to tell us about the Helpman Awards, which yep. you won. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Best... Um, best clown. <laughs> best joker. Best, best person who doesn't really deserve to be here. Best fool. Best add-on character, add-on category to this night. When you get on stage, they're like, make us laugh, clown. Tell us a joke, clown. That's right. Dance for us, monkey. Dance. (laughs) You're crying. Be funny for our amusement. (laughs) (laughs) Wear baggy pants. Paint your face. Dance for us, clown. Is that what it was like? Uh, it, It was a bit weird in that regard because the Helpman Awards, I didn't really know much about them. Uh, to be honest, um, but it's a, it's a really big deal. It's the night of nights for the performing arts community, the live performing arts community. It's it's they say it's our Tonys, but it's not. I mean, that's not really what it is. It it it, it kind of uh, it uh, judges a lot of like. So in this room, you've got like musical theatre, you've got proper theatre, yeah. you've got ballet, opera, anything that's on the stage with an yeah. audience, and and comedy, obviously stand up no, comedy, no, no sex shows. No. That category was eliminated. <laughs> and, now, and now the live sex show uh, nominees are... Best performance with an animal. Yeah. Kerry Mann Kennelly uh, <laughs> for the 19 ping pong ball juggling trick. And then a little bit of footage of Kerry, <laughs> Kerry Mann doing that trick up on the giant screen. At one stage, like the sort of giant screen that fell from the, the roof that was meant to show all the nominees just got stuck. Oh, really? Up in the roof. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Well, that's great, though. I mean, it is a theatre awards. That kind of yep. shit happens all the time. I'm glad yep. that, you know. <laughs> did you see, like, two guys with headsets run out? <laughs> Just two a sta- stage managers. A yeah, like, couple of guys with giant hooks trying to pull it down. <laughs> It, actually was a, it was actually just a bit. Yeah. The guys were nominated for Best uh, Distracting Comedic Performance. Oh. Um, so, you know, look, the, the, certainly the stand-up comedy bit of it is, um, uh, you know, it, you're not... Everything else is a big cast. Everything else is a big deal. Like, the, the, the Jersey Boys yeah. won the, like, the best musical or whatever, you know, the main award is of the night. Did you see, you know, uh, uh, my mate Scotty Johnson? Yeah, I saw Scotty. Oh, yeah, I saw Scotty. We yeah. were sitting, like, two over from each other, and I kept giving him the whole, hey, we know each other, we've met before, and yeah. he kept giving me this, like, blank stare. <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> Scotty, uh, uh, last time I spoke to Scotty, he's a big Swan supporter, like, yeah. mad. And for a guy who grew up in um, New South Wales, he's so mad about his AFL. Yeah. But, um... He, I knew him, we used to hang out quite a bit in 2005 when the Swans won their drought-breaking premiership. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, the Swans... I lost. performed at their breakfast that year. Yeah, right, right. I was their guest of honour really? at the game. Wow. I hugged John Mangos. <laughs> I didn't know him. When they won, we hugged. He was like, let go of me. Yeah. Let go of me, clown. Sad clown. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's a big Swan supporter. The following year, um, Swans had a heartbreaking loss. So yeah. one premiership, one loss. Anyway, after last year's grand final, Scott actually performed as part of the halftime entertainment at last year's grand final as part of the cast of the Jersey Shore. Uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> the Jersey the Shore. Jersey. <laughs> the musical The Jersey Shore. Now, that's what I would like to see. The Australian cast production <laughs> of The Jersey Shore. People doing like uh, numbers as Schnooky and the situation. Who would, who would play Schnooky? Um, Michaela Barnas. Michaela Barnas. Michaela Barnas was there. She won an award for Avenue Q. Yeah, right. This shit. I, I can never hear her name without thinking this shit is Barnas. B a n a s. We had this awkward moment though because I ended up taking uh, as my date my uh, manager Diony came uh, as as my date, and 
uh, they sat us in the theater at the opera house and it's everyone's like really dressed up and it's a really big deal and like two rows in front of us Kate Blanchett was there wow. yeah a like, real theater person totally like a proper person though like a proper Hollywood star yeah. person Kate Blanchett and she's got this cute little like short haired blonde haircut and yeah, so it's all up the back little and so haircut. yeah and i was like two seat like two rows behind her so just i was lean forward and it was smell. essentially like i was smelling the back of her neck like i could just lean in and nuzzle the back of her neck at any stage i love you i love you <laughs> what was that <laughs> leave leave the hobbit <laughs> and join me her husband Andrew. Andrew, oh. he's a hobbit. Andrew Upton, he's an, he's a he's a hobbit. He looks like a mad professor at all what, stages. Is he short? He's a bit ho- yeah. He's a bit hobbity. Is, he, is she taller than him? Oh, I would say so, definitely. Right. Yeah, he's definitely a bit hobbity, and he's a bit mad professor. He's always got like that hair that just looks like he's you know. He's been, just he's just cracked time travel. Yeah, don't. <laughs> That's. <laughs> 21 gigawatts. Is there any chance that, that you have just uncovered the mystery of how that relationship happened? Because <laughs> she is way out of his leg. Like, yeah. way and out of his And some would leg. say she's ahead of her time as an actress. So maybe he went yeah. into the future and brought back this, like, uber actress from the future and said... No, it wouldn't have been an uber actress. He would yeah. have gone into the future yeah. and found a struggling actress yeah. and said, Hey, look, I will, I'm a time traveler. If you marry me, I'll word you up and I, I will take you to acting classes in my time machine for as long as it takes you to be the best actress in the world. Yeah. Then you come back oh, to my time. Oh, Groundhog Day style. Yeah. <laughs> then you come back to my time, 2000 and oh, when yeah. they get married, nine, yeah. like, whatever. Year 2000, so. Yeah, Year 2000, yeah. and you'll become the greatest actress of all time, but yeah. you have to stay with me. Yeah. And if you leave me, Kate, I'm blowing the lid right <laughs> up this thing. I'm the only one who has the time machine. <laughs> I can take you back there at any stage. You want to go back to waiting tables at Zork's Laser Cafeteria? Quite often when Kate Blanchett is making like an Oscar award-winning speech and that sort of thing, you can tell uh, by the way she blinks in Morse code, she's like, help me, (laughs) save me. No, she wouldn't be help me. I mean, if you were an actress from the future, wouldn't you prefer to be in a time where you are like widely acknowledged as the greatest of your generation, the new Meryl Streep? Okay, so... Uh, someone if, if someone came to you, someone yeah. comes to you right now. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, you're you're an actor. Yeah, an ugly an ugly female time traveling or you know, a guy that's, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Now, well, let's say that's a woman. Let's yeah. like, well, yeah, reverse the situation. Yeah. So, like, some ugly. What does she look like? Like, what? Give me an actress. Like uh, the, the mum from Throw Mama from the Train. No, no, no she's not that bad. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Bates. Okay. Kathy Bates. Um, uh, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates is alright. Standards are low, man. Okay. Love her in misery, but I wouldn't say she's like a pinup model. No, but I think the equivalent of like uh, Kate Blanchett to Andrew Upton okay. is you to Kathy. <laughs> I think that's. I think, it's like one of those, you know, when you apply for like uh, ASIO or whatever, you go do like a logic test, and it's like. Kate Blanchett and yeah. Andrew Upton are to Charlie... R2. R2. Yeah. R2. Uh, Charlie well, Clawson and question mark. Yeah. They, but they're the equivalent of Hugh Jackman and, and Deborah Lee. Yeah, Finnets. okay. Like, right. if they were swapped okay. the other way around. Okay. But, for the, but I'll be Hugh Jackman in this scenario. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates has come back. Yeah. And she said... Through time. And she said, look I, look, I know you're not working a lot at the moment. Like, I mean, I know you've been doing your producing stuff and your little dinky podcast, but it's never going to pay any bills. Uh, you know, I... I in the future, um, where I'm from. No, you're from the past. She's from the past. Yeah, no, we said Kate Blanchett was taken from the future and brought to the past. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah. you can be taken from any time. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay. They're going to take you to the past. Okay. This is the point. Yeah. 
Whenever the whenever Kathy Kathy Bates is she's a time traveler. Yeah, she's not of any time. Okay. Oh right. Okay. So she. Oh no. I thought you she know, come like from Doctor the past. Who. Okay. Sure. Yeah. She's All a time right. traveler. Okay, she has a time travel me. machine. Sure. Does she have that that uh, scarf like uh, <laughs> in the hat? Like what's his Baker? Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 But she's like <laughs> she's of no time. Yeah. Okay. You know because she's time traveler. So she's like she's like a cosmic being. Yeah. Okay. Kathy Bates is a cosmic time yeah. traveler. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So she. But that that but that kind of that. But we just said Andrew Upton was a, he was a he was like a scientist. Mm. We're saying we're doing away with that theory now. No, but once Andrew Upton, like Andrew Upton, also is like a citizen outside time. Okay, once so you so have once a you time machine, time machine yeah. you exist outside time. But you continue to age, don't you? Once you have a time machine, well, because I'm, you are like the center point of time travel, so you can't fight death as a time traveler, can you? Um. It's oh, a good question. That is a good question. Are you immortal? No, because just because you got a time travel machine doesn't make you immortal. But if uh, if you're doing it on a, a, yeah. a sliding line, like yeah. you are still going to age because even though you are moving through time physically, your body is also moving. If your body is physically moving through time, it is still decaying at yeah. the same rate. Oh, okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, so everyone who has a time machine. <laughs> In this scenario, yeah, you still age naturally, yeah. but you have the ability to exist outside time. Okay. You can age naturally in whatever era sure, you yeah. happen to be okay. in at that time. Right. But while you're there, so Kate Blanchett is also aging naturally because she's in this time at yeah. the moment, even yeah. though he's, she's been brought back from the future. Yeah, yeah. As this, like, you know. Okay. I did actually think about that like, when I, we were when she was at the uh, Helpmans. I did look at her and went, if, if aliens invaded us and we had to nominate our representative, yeah. the person who is the best of all that we are. 2020 summit. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. But she is the, she's like the ultimate Australian. Yeah. She speaks awesome. well. She's beautiful. Talented. She's a talented actress. Like she's politically aware. She, she's like married a hobbit and had some kids. <laughs> the little Aussie butler. That's right. You know? And so, okay. So she's been brought back from the future. So Kathy okay. Bates yeah. from wherever she's from. Okay. She has a time machine. Okay. Um, she has a washing machine. Okay. That, for some reason, one day when she was fiddling around trying to repair a washing machine, it, she yeah. discovered time travel. Yeah. And she it turned into a hot tub washing machine. Yeah, exactly. It's, like that. it's very much like that yeah. film. Okay. That film, Hot Tub Time Machine, was actually loosely based on Kathy Bates' oh, real life that. story. Yeah, yeah. So loosely based. Yeah. So that they didn't have to pay for the rights. Yeah. They kind of changed a few things. Sure. The, the washing machine was a hot tub and... <laughs> Kathy Bates was, you know, <laughs> that guy from The Daily Show. Painfully long explanation. Yeah. Anyway, so Kathy Bates comes to here and she says, Charlie Clawson, uh, in the future, it turns out that, um, you know, uh, there was a big revival of your work. Yeah. Um, you know, Blue Healers. Um, Head Start. Head Start. Uh, Canal Road. Canal Road. <laughs> big Canal Road pets. Under, undervalued. Yeah, that's right. It becomes like a, yeah. it becomes like an undiscovered classic. It's well, like- because actually, really ironically, uh, the porn parody Anal Road uh, had become this like crossover hit, Debbie Does Dallas or Deep Throat Style. And it sparked interest in the original series. In the original series, because yeah, okay, people right. want to go back and see, you know, what the uh, porn parody was based on. Okay, so it's huge in the future. Yeah. So, um, anyway, love your work. Yeah. Uh, what I really want to do, though, is because you're not working much at the moment, is take you like take you to some acting lessons. Really yeah. got make you into the great actor, and then take you back to 1980. Okay. And and you know make you the biggest actor in the world. Okay. And what's the catch? You have to have sex with me, Kathy Bates. <laughs> Whatever uh, I want, and you can never leave me. Can I have sex with other girls as well? No, it's only just you. me. We're gonna have family. We're gonna have kids. But uh, oh. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. The biggest <laughs> biggest actor in Australia. We won an Academy Award. Well, I can, what about I the can, biggest actor in the world? I can promise you an Academy Award. You'll win an Oscar, but you do have to have sex with me whenever I want. Okay. What if uh, I don't become a huge success? Like, there's no guarantees. No, I, mean, I can guarantee you, because we'll just keep traveling through time until you're good <laughs> enough. That if I don't have the talent, I don't have the talent. I mean, we've got to have, like, I guess, a, a, a sort of. Let's let, let's do it in short. Right. Let, let, let's say if I'm not, if I don't win an Oscar in four years, yeah. then the deal's off. You take me back to my time. Yeah. Okay. Four sure. years. Okay. Four years. Yep. All right. Otherwise, you have to stay with me. And uh, how often do I have sex? Whenever I want, which is heaps. You're like menopausal. Yeah, I know. That's that's really got me into it. Really? Yeah. Like when we say heaps, like how much? How many times? <sighs> Three times. Day. And can I have the lights off? Uh, you can have lights off one out of the three times a day. Two times. One out of the three? Yeah. Two times a day, you've got to have the lights on. And what constitutes sex? Penetration? Penetration. Every time? Um, we, yeah. ever, we ever go down on me? Uh, no. Unless I want to. How about we do that? Okay. so You have to it. penetrate me in one part of my body. Me, Kathy Bates. You have to penetrate me in one part of my body every day. I've got to, ha- I've got to every penetrate day. you th- with my yep. penis? Yep. Mouth? Vagina oh, right. yeah, mouth, yeah. or anal. Or uh, <laughs> occasionally I'll let you put in my armpit uh, or my ear. Okay. But I, but okay. So but three times a day at least. Well. Until I orgasm. Well, the first me, one. Me, Kathy Bates. The first one doesn't bother me so much. You'll suck my dick basically yeah. once a day. Yeah. I can handle that. Uh, vaginal, anal. Don't know about those health issues. Yeah. Uh, no, it's only us. We're only together. You I and know, I, I know, I know, but there is a spread of bacteria. Uh, uh, Oscar, with, with the anal sex. Oscar, Academy Award. Can we can we negotiate that down and Two. say we only? It's ha- not a negotiation. I have a time travel machine. No, let me tell you. Let's let's just be open to this. What Mate, about, it's Guyton, Guyton Grantly is outside the door. <laughs> Very happy to take this deal if you won't. Guyton Grantly doesn't need this deal. Guyton <laughs> Grantly is doing fine. Look, I look. I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm uh, just saying, uh, can, can we just negotiate uh, the, the terms of it? How about we have sex? Like twice a day, mm-hmm. once oral, yeah, and then one hold, one hold, below the hold belt. Your choice, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What are, but, but only twice. <laughs> mystery hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just turn the lights off and charge at you. Right. Uh, now I'll put you on a lazy susan. I will spin you around in a circle and I will enter erect and see what happens. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Sh- sure. How old are you? Uh, whatever. How old Kathy Bates is? But you, eighty. But if you've got a time machine, I don't want you like flipping around and staying alive forever. Like, I'll do it because I'm guessing that you're going to be dead in twenty years. I can't stay alive about, forever. I age naturally. Yeah. So you're about forty pounds. Even though I'm outside time, you're about forty pounds overweight. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, Kathy Bates. I'm going to do it. All right. Now, this is me turning to my friend Will and saying, "Hey, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably not going to believe this. Kathy Bates just appeared <laughs> on a time machine, saying she can." Uh, teach me acting endlessly until I'm really good with a time machine then she's going to take me back to 1980 yeah. and turn me into a huge star and going to win me an Oscar in four years and the only catch is that I have to fuck her yeah. I'm totally going to kill her <laughs> as soon as we get to 1980 my career is going fine I'm going to kill her I told her I was going to have anal sex with her and all kinds of shit but as soon as I get my career going, and it's 1980, so I'm assuming I just got cast in Indiana Jones. Yeah, but here's uh, the problem, dude. And what? this is the problem. Uh-oh. Yeah. 
uh, because I'm Kathy Bates and I've travelled through time, I've been to the future, so I will know if you have killed me or not, because I'll be able to look up what happened to me and what happened to you. So I'm already prepared for the, the eventuality that you might try to kill me. But you only have seen one, uh, one possible past. You haven't seen all the possibilities. I don't want to get into the area of like multi-dimensional possibilities here, but you're a time traveler. You yeah. better get used to the idea of multi-different yeah. dimensions, parallel parallel universes. Yeah, no, you can, there's no way she could know. If we are, if she comes to me now, she can only she can only know the past that has happened because mm. the future has. She's talking about taking me back to 1980. How yeah. she? How can she possibly? How she has some know. similar technology to the photos in Back to the Future. <laughs> you know, like she's got some photo that tends to disappear when things are... <laughs> It's a photo of me, like, having sex with her, just crying, like tears in my face. She's smiling, she's and like, I'm like, ah, I've got a ball gag in my mouth. Tears running down She has down a sex eyes. tape. That's she has right. a sex tape of you guys fucking, and every time she watches it, if I've, you're not, like, a little bit of you disappears... <laughs> The hard, the problem was she didn't realize for six months because she, she thought she just had tracking issues on her video. Player. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's a time traveler. Why is she watching VHS? <laughs> I'm watching DVDs. I'm not even a time traveler. Um, um, all right. So anyway, the point of this whole extended like rave was that Kate Blanchett is beautiful and yeah. married an ugly guy. Oh, before you get to that, mm. I didn't even finish my uh, my Scott Johnson story. We, the whole reason we started talking about this is Scott Johnson who was in the Jersey Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Scott Johnson, he called me yeah. after St. Kilda lost the grand final last year. And he's like, oh, hey, mate, like I sang at the grand final. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I saw you. And he's like, oh, look, I waited about four or five days to call you because, you know, team loses the grand final. I know that how that feels. And I was like, yeah, man. I said, I appreciate it. And you'd know, 2006, you saw the Swans lose the grand final. You know how that feels. He's gone, yeah, but I saw them win one the year before. I made it all better. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, well, thanks you called, but... Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for reassuring me. I mean, to be honest with you, mate, I was still basking on the glory of the year before when we won. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So he's so, in Jersey Boys. He's in the cast of Jersey Boys, yeah. and which has been very successful and won like the Helpman for best musical or whatever. And um, when they went up on stage, there was there there was more people on stage than I had at some of the shows I did on this tour. Oh, really? Like, there was just so many people as who were... As in cast or Yeah, crew cast and, and crew, right. and I right. just, I don't know, like, it was just one of those things where there's all of them up there. And so you felt weird when you got up there, I'm a solo act. Like, really? Like, there's all these people, I like to thank the lighting, I like to thank the direction, I like to thank the awesome script and the singing coaches and the dancers and the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, um, well, I wrote it, and I said it. Like, thank me? Well, this is the thing I've noticed when I go to see comedy gigs, and, and you do this, is that thing where you announce yourself before coming on stage. Mm. Like, what is that? Is it, can the, the stage manager not do it for you or, or someone? Like, is that just, is that a thing? Is that an accepted custom in comedy that you announce yourself? Is it yeah. meant to be funny? No. Is it just, what is that? Yeah, it's, um, because you watch American, it's a shittiness. You watch American shows and yep. they'll have a guy announce like the next act. Yeah. You go to a strip club, they'll announce the next stripper. Yep. But you go see like, you know, Will Anderson and he's announcing himself. Doing my own backstage interest. Yeah, that's how big but I am. But a lot of comedians do it. It's yeah. not just you though. No, well, it's, it's just practical. It's just like. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, most venues, there's no one to do that for you. So you have to learn how to do it yourself. But if you had just like, if you're a smart venue, you just hire like a, a janitor who's got a really booming, yeah. excellent like 
intro voice, you know? Or you'd have a janitor, like, you know, sort of Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good voiceover hunting. <laughs> yeah. Who just, like, one night walked past an microphone. open microphone and was just like, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. He's sweeping an empty cinema. <gasps> and he cut to the, the guy who owns the venue up, and he's doing the bills. He's like, ah. Oh, you know, we're going to lose the business unless we find someone who can do voiceovers. Cut down to him on stage, sweeping, goes at the microphone and just... In a world gone mad. And you see the cut back to the office and the guy looks up and he runs downstairs and he, he goes in and he sees the janitor. He's like, well, there's no way a lowly janitor could have done that. No, he like he finds like a, a, like a, a mop bucket or something like that right near the microphone. Cinderella star. <laughs> like, a, good, a good voiceover hunting goes home and... He lives in like a, a hovel and you see him and he gets like a, like a broomstick and a, and a tin can and he screws it onto each other and starts practicing like his intros. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Pele Theatre in St Kilda. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so, that, yeah, so they won heaps of stuff, the Jersey Boys. Um, so that, but I saw a bit of it. This was the great thing about the Helpman Awards is there was a lot of live performance, obviously being a live performance awards. It's the iTunes of theatre. You can yep. sort of just download one song. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, so they had like performances probably from eight musicals. Because I, I don't go to musicals, you know. Why not? Because I'm desperately clinging to my heterosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never really had anyone who wanted to go to... what? I don't think being... I think that, that, that cliche of like gay guys and musical Musicals are probably the most like... Um, have the most cut through of any kind of theatre. Like, you're probably more likely to get heterosexual male seeing that than seeing, you know, King Lear or something like that. I went and saw, quite often when I'm overseas, I'll see a musical. Like, you know, if you're in, um, like, you know, the West End of London or if you're in, like, you know, Broadway, you feel like... Yeah. yeah. So I was lucky enough to see the producers and, like, you know, um, spam a lot and stuff like that. But I went and saw The Boy From Oz when Hugh Jackman oh, yeah. was doing The Boy From Oz. So I'm in New York. I'm there by myself. And on you're Hollywood. like, whoa, Wolverine's gay! <laughs> And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Like, if I'm ever going to, like, go and see, like, a musical about a gay singer by myself, it's when you're in New York and Hugh totally. Jackman's in it, right? Yeah. You can pass it off as being, like, a tourist thing. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I was just, uh, little do your friends know yeah. that you've been plant- bought your ticket six months in advance yeah. at the merch stand. <laughs> I've got my boy from Oz t-shirt on. <laughs> you turn up with your own maracas and a, <laughs> one of those frilly tots so you can, like, get into it in the front row. <laughs> You get to the point where Hugh Jackman's having to stop the show and just like ask you to leave. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't know who that is in the front row, but everyone's just trying to enjoy the show. Can you stop singing along? Well, I um, I thought, well, no one's going to know. No one's going to know that I'm going to see this, if nothing else, right? Yeah. But of course, it's Hugh Jackman in The Boy From Oz in New York. So who's in the audience? Like, Australians yeah, right. who are overseas on holidays. Really? So I've got my ticket, yeah. and I've like as I'm going into my row, this is honestly how it happened. Oh, good, I will see the boy from Oz, eh? <laughs> oh, good, I will see the boy from Oz, eh? Yeah, yeah good, I will see the boy from Oz. Not only that, but without your girlfriend. <laughs> no, by myself, <laughs> at a lavish Broadway musical. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really see a lot of musicals back here, but... Over this night, they did like uh, one song. So what are the other ones? Like Wicked? Uh, they didn't do one from Wicked. There was one from... Um, I would have no idea. Avenue Q. Yeah. Jersey Boys. Yeah. Um, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is a musical? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. musical. Have you ever done that they thing? They did a very big number. Did you that. do that thing when you're at school where you take a breath and see how many times you can say Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in one breath? No. I'll show you how it's done. It goes like this. Uh, 
Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, 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 did you never do that at school? No, that was 13. That was very really good. That's pretty good, huh? We used to do that one where you'd hold your tongue and say, I was born on a pirate ship. <laughs> do you remember that one? That's not really a game. It's just more of a thing. <laughs> do you not do that? Yeah, I was born on a pirate ship. <laughs> yeah. I was born on a pirate ship. But That's it never cold. sounded like I was born on a pirate no. ship. So I never got about that one. Right. Can I, I'm going to try the supercolor of Rage Lucy. Okay, go. But I think I, I won't get over it. So take a deep breath. Take a breath in as many times and you've got to count with your fingers. So I'll count for the audience at home. Okay. Okay, go. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, 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 supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I breathe. I breathe. And I couldn't even say the words. I don't think you said it Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's like hearing Jeff Fennick trying to do Shakespeare. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think it was, that was. Uh, wow. I need to say that I'm a professional <laughs> speaker. I'm a Lions Club award winning <laughs> professional public speaker. I can see who's going to win the Helpman Award next year. <laughs> Charlie and Will with their live stage show, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So that was one of the big um, uh, numbers mm-hmm. from Mary Poppins. Uh, they did that. Um, uh, Iota did this thing from Smoke and Mirrors. He's fucking awesome, Iota. Man, like... This... Did you see him do um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch? Yeah. He was... He's unbelievable. Well, this is even better than that. Like, he, he came out... And What's he, Smoke and Mirrors? It's like a show they did at the Spiegel tent. It, it replaced um, the Cirque de... Not Cirque du Soleil. What was the one they did for ages that was all the sideshow people that... Yeah, that, Anyway, it was like a quite like a, a sideshow. famous thing. And, and um, they... So anyway, after that, they did this... Uh, Le Clique. Ah, right. Yeah, it was called Le Clique. And it was a really big hit and stuff. And they commissioned this new work. And it's Iota and a couple other guys worked on it. But it's really like, he's the star of it. And he came out and sang this like, you know, original song. Dressed as like he was dressed as a bunny, and he came out, and it was like a one note on the piano thing, and it started just kind of like, oh, well, this is not good. And by the end, it was it was like you'd just seen Jeff Buckley come out, yeah, and like right. do a song. So he's it got that transformed he? the whole room. He's it got, was amazing. He's got that charisma. I saw him do um, Hedvig uh, at the I think it was the Forum in Melbourne. It was some cool old theater in Melbourne, and um, Hedvig and the Angry Inch for people who haven't seen the film. That was a film based on a a musical by John Cameron Mitchell, who's a, a off-Broadway performer. And it's about uh, some uh, a German singer who has had a botched sex change operation going from ma- male to female and now has an angry inch and is in a glam rock band. I know it sounds like a story you've heard a lot, but it, it does manage to surpass all the cliches that are normally associated with that genre. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, they obviously have sold the rights to the, the, the stage play and uh, I, I saw Iota do it in Melbourne. And for a guy who was playing a post-op transsexual, homosexual, I've never seen so many women in the audience oh, like sexually charged. My girlfriend had to fucking hold her back. She was just, she was like, oh, that like, it's like seeing Iggy Pop or David Bowie or something like but that. But that's what he's like. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at him and this was the thing that came out of this night for me was like how many talented people that like only a really small community know about. Yeah. Like Iota to me should be as big as 
Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Do you mean if I was Kathy Bates and I had a time travel machine, <laughs> <laughs> I would be coming to you. Canal Ro- yeah. <laughs> so Canal Road's no longer the most popular show in 2200? No. Shit. Um, I was hoping to just cryogenically freeze my body and then you can wake me up then so I can just do conventions <laughs> and living off signing cast photos. <laughs> you could be our generation's Kamal. <laughs> um, so... Uh, he, he so he did this amazing performance. It was just it was absolutely stunning, and and so they had all these like you know um you know bits from the musicals, and it was like a degustation menu <laughs> of of like yeah. you know, of theater, and it was great because it was it was that sort of thing of going well when you've seen one song, even if you didn't like it, yeah, it's going to be over in a minute, yeah, yeah. So you can actually really start to enjoy it, yeah, and um and and but you could also bluff yourself that you'd seen them all, yeah. Like I could easily. I could easily just go, oh, yeah. Did you see Avenue Q? Yeah. How good was it with like the puppets and they sang that song about everybody's a little bit racist? Yeah, that was my favorite bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like the uh, radio DJ who only reads the, the, the back of the book or yeah. the first chapter. You know, it's like. <laughs> so I uh, believe it was both the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> could you tell us a little about that? <laughs> um, I, so uh, you'd like us to call you Ishmael? <laughs> What's that about? I uh, I got I I was into musicals for a short time. I got very like yeah into Les Misérables, Miss oh, yeah. Gone. I saw um, Les Misérables on the West End in London. We did it at my high school. You did Les Mis at high school. I know. Can you believe the fucking budget they must have had for that? And we had because the big centerpiece of Les Misérables is the barricade. Yeah, that, you know that's yeah. also around the barricade. And they actually built a barricade. We did. We performed it at, like Monash Uni. Like we had a full on professional pro am run. That was my really? first. Really? How long was the run? Like, uh, I think it was like two weeks. Who maybe did, ten shows. Who did you play? Uh, Jean Luc Van Damme or whatever his name is. I uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I played uh, Bermadabois, who is the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> the rapist. Yeah, tries to rape Fontaine. It's there Fontaine. Was a, there was a rapist. Yeah, it's a very small part. I was essentially in the chorus. I had oh. that, and I doubled up. I played, but but you were a rapist. Yeah, yeah. I can even remember it, he goes coming uh, in auditions. He well, goes, I don't think you could do the main part. If I sing this will of we, the French Revolutionary, we, we best busted on like copyright. Can no, we? if you sing, you're fine. All right. So he goes. So what happens is Fontaine has just arrived in Paris and she's broken poor and she sings some song about being broken poor. Yeah. And then I walk in with a top hat and I go, "Here's something new. I think I'll give it a try." Come closer, you. I like to see what I buy. The usual price for just one slice of your pie. And she says, No, no, monsieur, I don't want you. Is this a trick? I won't pay more. No, not at all. You've got some nerve, you little hole. You've got some gold. And then we go into the whole thing. And then I uh, attempt to rape her. And the police come in and um, I get her sent to jail. So my character, though small, is pivotal. <laughs> to Jean Valjean uh, uh, eventually meeting um, whoever the Fontaine's daughter is, Cosette. Right. If I hadn't tried to rape her mother, right. she wouldn't have ended up, I don't know. Yeah. You're like the butterfly that flapped its wings, <laughs> chaos right. theory style. Yeah. I was, I played, um, uh, oh, this is so embarrassing, but I played the king of Siam. <laughs> in... You had an Asian guy at your school. Yeah. So why were you the king of Siam? <laughs> Look, I don't know. The only Asian guy in the entire school? <laughs> and they went to you? Yeah, it's tough when you miss out on that. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I um, uh, yeah, I played the King of Siam in uh, what, what, what's that musical? Uh, Anna um, and the King. Anna no, and what's the King. It? Is yeah. that, that's what it's called. Anna, Anna, Anna and the King. Yeah, the King and I. The King and I. The yeah. film was Anna and the King. Anna and the King. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, you'll be, you'll Brenner. Yeah, yeah. That was like you know how like or Chow Yun Fat. 
You know how occasionally you have to um, uh, like read a book at high school and you just read the movie? Yeah. Like you're just sorry, you just watched the movie and like did your book report? I did that with that play. Really? <laughs> with that musical. I really like had a, a lot of trouble like, remembering my lines, but I watched the movie a few times and just kind of improvised around it. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So I it was a, it was a musical. Um, so I played the yeah the king the king, king and the king and I. Did they did they how did they address the whole you're not Asian? Oh uh, no no we um in a very um culturally sensitive hey hey it's Saturday way they Tape. painted me yellow. And they taped your eyes back. They painted you yellow. Yeah, not yellow yellow like it was fake tan Bronze. like an orange bronze like yeah. like basically <laughs> that was it's kind of funny <laughs> they actually had painted you. <laughs> No one in Hayfield has seen an Asian person yeah. apart from the guys at the Chinese restaurant, so they paint you yellow. Canary yellow. And put the big buck teeth in yep. and the giant round glasses. <laughs> That's right. And it's like, it's, I'm pretty sure there's more lines than, oh, me so sorry. <laughs> yeah, is this... Um, yeah, so he... Um, uh, yeah, so I, I can't remember what his big... Uh, but is a puzzlement. That was the big um, number of his. But, but is a puzzlement. Yeah, that was his big song. Oh, it's a song. Yeah. I've never, I haven't seen um, anything, you know. Because uh, he's confused. Did you have to dance as he's, well? Yeah. We had to sing and dance at the same time. When we sang oh. the duet, Shall We Dance? <laughs> Shall we dance? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't remember how it went, but like, you remember every minute of yours. I can't remember, but that was the big bit. Shall we dance? If that's what you did every night after night, and everyone's getting excited, yeah. and you're like, shall we dance? But uh, I don't remember the rest of it. Uh, but you guys have obviously heard it before and stuff, so just go back with the movie, and we'll skip next to the next scene. Okay. So there's another song about all the things he doesn't understand about her wacky Western ways. But here's the best bit. What is this thing you call a condom? Yeah. And where doth it go? Where doth it go? I don't know if he says doth. I was thinking the king and I, he must speak in medieval English, even though it's like, it's like 19th century Thailand. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, he doesn't um, understand her wacky, her wacky yep. female ways. I, I had long hair at the time, so we dyed my hair jet black and I wore it in a ponytail, pulled back. Uh, a sort of like Steven Seagal <laughs> style. <laughs> Uh, and um, <laughs> Steven Seagal I had to uh, shave all my body hair Why? Off Because Asians don't have hair No because to get this um, fake tan Because this is in the days before you know Are you, you could go for a spray a tan? tan Completely head to toe Every before every performance, or no? Well, the one here's that the lasted? thing. So it was kind of like, but this was before that. Yeah, you, know, you could get like modern fake tans. So I had to get all the hair off my body because the fake tan wouldn't go on over the hair; it would clump in the hair. Oh right! And because um, you had to rub it on, like it was a rub on, and you're like, you know, it wasn't like one of those spray tans. It told you, you to, did your your drama teacher, <laughs> Mr. Reynolds. Uh, say, Will. Yeah. Um, Firstly, we have to shave off all your hair. <laughs> you're going to have to shave off your hair. In fact, I'll help you. I'll come around. What are you doing yeah. Saturday night? <laughs> we'll rent beaches. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Reynolds, my parents don't sure they'd like this. Yeah, it's fine, Will. Mr. Reynolds, I'm not sure about the timeline of this anecdote because I'm not sure beaches has come out yet. <laughs> uh, so you shaved your body hair? So I shaved off all my body hair. How'd you do that? Like, well, I didn't have heaps anyway, but it was just my legs, how old really. Uh, 15? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so. I didn't have to shave my pubes off. No, no, I'm just like, thinking, like there was no nude scenes. You, I don't even know. You're not in a, Anna and the King. Are you a hairy guy? You have a hairy chest? No, 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 not at all. Right. I only started growing hair on my chest in my 30s, and I barely have any. Yeah. Um, not to the point where I wouldn't know what to do with it. I leave it because it doesn't really even look like I have hair. Yeah. It feels unnecessary to. 
I hate I I I look I, I look back at the sixties kind of Sean Connery era of hairy chest and be yeah. like, fuck man, like yeah, I, like, I mean I'm not over I have a hairy chest, yeah. but, and I know it's only gonna get thicker as I get older, so I am totally behind the masculinity's about not a yeah. six pack and shave like pecs, it's about like a kind of slight gut with a nice furry kind of a Well, this is why Kathy Bates is so keen to take you back to the 80s. Why? Because that fits Because that, that, that Magnum P.I. Tom yeah, Selleck yeah, yeah, look yeah, is really like big, you know, Harrison Ford. And but that's the problem. I'm not, no, I'm yeah. trapped between the two though. Like I'm not going to get Tom Selleckish until probably another decade or so. I'm growing hair in my back now. Oh, really? Do you get hair in your back? No. Fuck, that's weird. Yeah. I have four. How many hairs? Like, I have like a little row. It's like a renegade. It's like I have an eyebrow over yeah. one of my shoulder blades. Like a renegade sort of eight or nine hairs oh. just over my shoulder blade, but nowhere else in my body. Did you just pluck them out or did you just leave them? No, pluck them. Well, I'll get Gemma to pluck them. Yeah. I, I'm actually bad. I forget with shit like eyebrows, ears and nose. I have to be told a lot of the time. I yeah. just forget. I've got like one of those little drill things you put up your nose to get the nose hairs. That's excellent. I've hired a couple of miners. <laughs> just do it. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, uh, oh, anyway. Oh, oh the King Body. of Siam. Yeah, so, Musicals. Oh, oh the so, Hellman Awards. All right, so I had to um, uh, completely put we this... We need like, Kathy Bates to come take us back to the fucking side of the conversation <laughs> so we know what the fuck we're talking about. I, I had to um, uh, get this orange sort of body paint on. And who put the paint on? Mr. Reynolds? No. What was his name? <laughs> who is Mr. Reynolds? No, it's, it's, I keep imagining uh, <laughs> this kind of uh, like uh, from uh, Christopher Guest in Guffman <laughs> drama teacher. No, no, no. We had a, a, a kindly old lady drama teacher called Rita Weir. Oh, yeah. Miss um, Weir. Mrs. Weir. Oh, damn, you're Weir, if you know what I'm saying. No, she was an old lady. She wasn't one of those kind of... Rita. No, she was... um. So old. beautiful and so like as in like a yeah, beautiful old woman, but it also just so influential on my life. Like was yeah, loved even that she was like one of those older, kind of more reserved ladies, but loved someone who was a bit young with a bit of mischief. Yeah, and you course, know. And and every successful person you ever speak to, they always have one person like in their past who advised them to shave every hair off their body <laughs> and dye themselves orange. So, Mrs. Weir. This is for the orange terms, Mrs. Weir. That would be a great... I wish I'd made that speech at the Helpmans. I wish I'd got up there and go, I'd like to dedicate to Mrs. Weir, who once made me shave off all my body hair and paint myself orange so I could sing a song I can't remember in The King and I. You should have done... No, what you should have done is the, the Tom Hanks Oscar speech. When he's like, oh. this is my first ever drama teacher, Mrs. Weir, and she's a homosexual. This is weird sitting at well, home going, uh, with uh, Mr. Weir going, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, uh, this is really awkward, um, but I always may will pledge. <laughs> so can I ask who were your uh, nominees? Ah, who I was up who against. Who did you beat? Um, who, weren't, who weren't good enough? Who weren't good enough? Who, who wasn't good Who enough? has to repeat the expression, it's just nice to be nominated? Yeah, who's that? Um, Hannah Gadsby. It's yep. very, very funny. Um, uh, Julia Morris. Yep. Uh, and uh, Kitty Flanagan. Ah, you're the yeah. only dude. Yeah, totally. It was a total clam fest. Yeah. And you brought some sausage in. Yeah. <laughs> Swung <laughs> it around. Yeah. And said, hey, May ladies. the best man win. <clears throat> Did you speak to them before the ceremony? It's called the Help Man Are you friendly Awards. With any of those Not ones? the Help Women Awards. <laughs> <laughs> You, um, do you know those guys enough to talk to them? Or yeah, all of them. No, yeah. I, I, they're, they're, they're three of my favourite people in the industry. So, so it's like they're... 
So you're all happy for each other? No, no, I'm sure they're horribly, <laughs> horribly disappointed it wasn't them because that, that's what I feel like mostly when it's not me. No, I, the, the, I, the thing that is my lasting memory of the night, well, there's lots of lasting memories of the night. It was a really, it was a really cool night and it was lots of fun. But um, uh, there was this girl in the West Side um, story. They did the West Side story and it's like they did the, I want to be in America. <laughs> and there was this girl who... Gorgeous. But not even that. Her hips just did things. The hips didn't lie? Her hips... Well, her, I, I think her hips did lie. They were telling... Her hips were like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie where he's all those different characters. <laughs> <laughs> catch me if you can. Her hips were Ca- Leonardo... I think it's Catch Shakira if you can. Catch Shakira if you can. But she, her hips were, honestly, Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie. Every time, they were just yeah. going in a different direction. I was like... I do not know what you are doing, but I am fascinated by yeah. it. If I would go and see West Side Story, if she was, if as long as she was on stage for two yeah. hours, that's the best thing about like a musical that you're uh, not into is you're always guaranteed guaranteed to see really attractive women dancing, incredibly you know? attractive, but also I, not just attractive, like triple threats, yeah, sing, dance. No, but what I'm saying, act is you can off. you can even look past the kind yeah. of like the leads and to the chorus, the girls who are just like doing the dancing. Yeah. It's like yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah. I was really into it. Um, oh, so uh, Michaela Bannis, this is what I was going to tell you about. She won for Avenue Q, which apparently is amazing. And the song they did, the uh, Everyone's a Little Bit Racist thing, was hilarious and, and whatever. But before the show started, they've got us kind of into the theatre half an hour beforehand. Gianni and I are sitting there. And, you know, we're just trying to fill in time, waiting for the, uh, you know, ceremony to start. So Dionne's gone... Um, well, why don't we play a game? We'll go through the like the little uh, you know brochure, the booklet, the kind of pamphlet, whatever it is. Is this who would you fuck? And yeah, yeah, I love that game. Yeah, and we're <laughs> just like, who will you fuck, right? So we're going through men and women both. Yeah, men and women both. Yeah. It's just like you know, we're just yeah. filling in time. Yeah, there's not actually any sort of you know, it's not like we're making Commitment. a plan yeah. and a list. Dionne's writing it yeah. down. Where are they sitting? <laughs> No, it's like, you know, we're just yeah. having fun. And anyway, we're going through, and I'm kind of like, oh. You're not yeah. like Charlie Sheen, because Charlie Sheen would actually sit yeah. down with the program and say, well, yeah. fuck her, 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 and her, yeah. and then would. Yeah, and if I could get the preferences from her to get her across the line, that'd be really good too. <laughs> I've nominated them in order. If you could line them up on the side, and they can each take a number, that'd be great. So, no, I, um, I'm going through, and I'm going, oh, I don't know if there is anyone like you know, here that I would really like to have sex with. And that's that's what I said. I don't think there's anyone here that I think I would really like to have sex with. Dionne has said, Oh, you know who's here? I think Michaela Bennis is here. The head in front of us turns around and says, Hi, I am. I'm right here. Michaela Bennis was sitting directly in front of us. Now, admittedly, her turning around probably saved me from saying whatever embarrassing thing that I was about to say. Uh, but I'm, if you think that's bad... She probably turned around because she heard you say... Yeah. If I was me, I'd be like, don't say anything! Yeah. I don't want to hear it! That's, I think that's what it was. She was like, I'm just going to jump uh, on top of this bomb before this next yeah. thing happens, right? Wow, that's awkward. Oh, oh, awkward. Yeah. It gets more awkward. Okay. Guess who Michaela Bannis's date was? Who? Her dad... Was he sitting there too? Will? He was sitting next to her. Oh. <laughs> he's oh. turned around. How loud were you? And he's this, such. I will a, have a fuck. He's such a nice guy too. Like he turned around with like that whole "Are oh, you good? I'm John. It's nice to meet you." Like yeah? really sweetheart guy. Like yeah. you know. I mean, they were both really nice, but. 
Would, would you I was sitting there going, you know what, I would fuck Kathy Bates three times a day if she could just come here with a time <laughs> machine and get me out of this all good situation. I, I, I would, I think actually, on second thought, I would listen. I, if that was a conversation, if I had two girls sitting behind me mm. and they got to my photo on the program, I think I'd listen. Would you? Yeah, I would definitely listen. I'd love to know what people... If they would fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, i definitely love that. I'd like the idea that, you know... Knowledge is power. <laughs> Well, it makes it easier. It makes it easier if you know, if you know. But I think, um, did you ever read the, uh, there was like the Narnia books, you know, how they were kind of Christian yeah. allegories. I know. And I know um, I mean. they had one where like the kids are in Narnia. Did you know they were Christian allegories the whole way through? Yeah. I mean, look, I read them when I was like eight or nine, but I'm assuming I would have. I mean, I was raised Catholic. And I'm not sure I did. I think I, I was like... Oh, you're saying you didn't know? No, I think I had a crying game-esque surprise. <laughs> yeah. Christian. That's what I was like. It's like when you listen to like live or one of those yeah. bands, and you're like, "What? This is Christian," even yeah. though the song has nothing to do with Jesus. C.S. Lewis was the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> of his time because it was that big twist at the end. But I don't think it was it was hidden that 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 greatly. I think. I mean, if you maybe I'm an idiot. No, I think well, you know what I'm like. We've talked about this before. Know. I don't pay that much attention. Yeah, right. I just like as long as I'm enjoying the story. I don't it, ask see, too many questions. Uh, someone wrote on Twitter uh, about that statement that as long as you're uh, enjoying it, you don't really care about yeah. the logic of it. Yeah. And someone said it's a bit like listening to Tofu. <laughs> <laughs> so what else at the helmet? Um, yeah, David Campbell was the host. Oh yeah, you know Jimmy Barnes's uh, son. Yeah, and um, so crooner now, isn't he? It's like reinvented. Well, he's a, he's a, he's won three Helmets. Yeah, as he told us, all. He, that's what he does. Though it's like kind of like yeah, he's a song and dance man. Wears suits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cabaret and all that sort of stuff. Did a bit of uh, ill-considered patter up uh, the front. Is it was he? Did you say he was hosting? Yeah, yeah. That's hard though. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, I, look, he did a musical number which was really good. Like, because that's his, you know, that's his strength. He's, you know, the, the old bread and butter, you know. But he, um, he uh, also tried to do a bit of comedy, and he did this really ill-considered thing about because the Helpman Award looks a lot like a cock. Gotta be honest with you, it looks heaps like a cock. <laughs> it's a very cock-shaped award, and <laughs> and everyone knows it looks like a cock. Everyone's like, "Wow, please do not hold your trophy like that. It looks like you're stroking a cock. Don't grab the top of the cock. Don't bang the bottom of the cock. Don't cup the balls of the cock." Well, describe it for me. What what is it? Does it look like? I mean, it looks like a cock. <laughs> But what is it, it has actually? A, like, it has a long shaft and a bulbous head. Does it really? Yeah. Like a matchstick. Like a cock. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a hole in the end and wee comes out of it like a cock. <laughs> and the base is furry balls, just like a cock. Okay. Um, it's cock-shaped. Yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, like based on a cock. If you, if, if, if you were a lonely housewife... Yeah. And your vibrator was broken. Yeah. Could you use it to masturbate? With? Definitely. Would it no sharp edges or anything like that? Uh, I think part of it might be wood. That's I don't right. know how it's, it's, it'd be sh- it's smooth wood. You could just. I suppose put, 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 put it in a condom. Could you put it in a condom? Would it fit? Yeah, you could it in a condom. It's thin enough to go inside a condom. No, I mean you need an extra large condom. Yeah, there's no such thing. Yes, there? there is. Are there really? Do you not know? We never had to Whatever, buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, never need to buy one, Will. So. Uh, only, only me for my heroin, <laughs> like to get it through customs. <laughs> I, I told you before, did, uh, or did 
I did about the Paris Hilton thing about this. Oh, um, not not on air. We haven't talked about this on air. Oh. Apparently, uh, some guy who's been associated with Paris Hilton as like a driver or something like that. An has, insider. An insider. And I'm looking. Has released a tell Sources all, close to the. <laughs> a tell all, tell all book. And he alleges in one of these stories that Paris Hilton once travelled internationally with uh, cocaine and ecstasy that he'd procured mm. by putting it in a cigarette packet and then putting that cigarette packet into a vagina. Yeah. That's not a foolproof way of taking drugs to the UK. Uh, and well, surely they sell cocaine and ecstasy in London. Yeah, cheap. Like, And she's a millionaire. She's got heaps of money. <laughs> like, why would you do that? I don't know. Maybe she just likes having things in her vagina. I mean, maybe is, that wasn't the only thing she put in there. Maybe she, likes, maybe she had heaps of luggage Or maybe she has loves things in her vagina so much she just wants to get caught and go to prison mm. so she can constantly have, have things some, in her vagina. <laughs> some... Or maybe. Like, I mean, she just does it like... Because she was in a cigarette packet. Yeah. So maybe... Packet. It was very specific. The article yeah. said it was a packet of camel cigarettes. Now, yeah. I don't know if the camel company... Did she have a camel toe? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Nice. Um, no, uh, well, here's what... Um, That's the kind of celebrity endorsement you don't want, though. <laughs> no. Camel cigarettes, that cool, refreshing taste, and also fits inside your vagina. Maybe she does. Maybe she just uh, saw, the c- saw the cigarettes and uh, confused them with tampons. <laughs> And she is so stupid that she normally inserts her tampons in the pack. Well, she she said when she they busted her with a coke, she thought it was chewing gum. Yeah. So chances are, if she thinks that's chewing gum, she could Man. think a pack of cigarettes at tampons. Chewing gum is keeping me up all night, <laughs> and I'm talking constantly about myself. And Ben Cousins won't leave. <laughs> Man, that love. He really love, loves chewing gum. That guy gum. loves chewy. <laughs> that guy loves chewy. She's trying to snort hubba bubba. She's like, this isn't working. This cocaine shit. So gluggy. Um, maybe she does a trick like with her friends like it's a party trick right so she gets off the plane in the UK and one of her friends <laughs> one of her friends comes over to her uh, yeah. with some change yeah and she and they put like eight pounds in her mouth <laughs> and she shoots the cigarettes out of her vagina like, like a dispensing machine <laughs> you can't tell me that wouldn't be a cool trick or even better, she does that. You know how people do the one where they're pushing the cigarette in through their ear and then it yeah. comes out through their nose? <laughs> she pushes the cigarette into her ear and then pulls another one out of her vagina. She, the hey, amazing I'm just jo- adjusting my box. Come on! <laughs> the amazing Jonathan. Yeah. She's the new amazing Jonathan. She's like, no, well, who's the one who um, used to swallow things? The regurgitator. Star. Stevie Star, the regurgitator. I would like to see Paris Hilton be like the... You know, the the vagina regurgitator? <laughs> the vaginitator. The vaginitator. Regurgivina. Yeah. It doesn't work. The vaginitator. Um, so she's the vaginitator, right? Yeah. And so what she does is Vag- she... What about vaginitator? It doesn't work. What's he? The regurgitator. The regurg- she's a vagina regurgitator. There's no... I can't think of any vagina. No, there's one. Okay. Um, Furburgitator. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Edward Woodward is the. <laughs> <laughs> what? what was that show that Edward Woodward? The equalizer. Woodward the equalizer. The burglarizer. The Yeah. So she. Like, uh, what are you saying? She could be a magician. No. She could be a magician. Yeah. Right. So like you know, um, but all her things are in her vagina. Totally. So when she and her big policy stunt, she comes through customs, and yeah. I know when Stevie Star swallowed all that change. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He came through and customs saw him coughing up like. Yeah. Uh, uh, these banned coins or whatever. I can't remember. Do you remember that stunt? Yes. Yeah, he coughed yeah. up coins. But yeah. Now, would he have notified customs that he was about to do that? Because they had cameras there when he arrived. Yeah. That Maybe they were just a- taping border security. <laughs> it was out of its time. It was, yeah. it was pre-border security. 
I guess they have cameras at those sort of things. But he probably, no, he probably notified. If it was a stunt, you'd want to notify. You know. So Darian called the news to say, hey, this yeah. uh, British comedian's going to get busted at Custom's. You should get yeah. down there. And they're like, oh, why do we fucking care? The news team's like, who? But if you did ring up a news team and say, uh, hey, get down to the airport now, Paris Hilton's about to shoot shit out of her vagina. It <laughs> like, like, must be Wednesday. So I would have liked to like, yeah, see it Stevie Star style, where she like puts things in and then she got, like, can spit them out in a different order to the order they went in. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, you know, like stuff like that. Like, you know, um, yeah, and she has like, a bit of patter. She'd be, it'd be great like, she'd... you know, hey, Rocky, watch me pull this rabbit out of my vagina. <laughs> uh, what's the... Uh, David Blaine could live in her vagina for three weeks. <laughs> 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 Some sort of televised stunt. Uh, so... Um, Helmets. What got us under that? Oh, David Campbell. So oh, the, yeah, David the, Campbell. The award's uh, shaped like a cock. And so he did this thing. that The Helpman Awards are named after Robert Helpman. Um and who was Robert Helpman? I was hoping you wouldn't ask me oh, that. Shit. Um, he was a uh, king of theatre. Yeah, he was a king of theatre. Like he's a, a legend of the Australian theatre industry. Yeah. And so David. And definitely not a pedophile. No. <laughs> In no way a pedophile. Um, and so uh, David Campbell <laughs> came. <laughs> you know, isn't it interesting that pointing out that someone isn't a pedophile suddenly raises makes the spectre of <laughs> makes them makes them sound like they could possibly be a pedophile. Why else would you mention it? Yeah. Whereas not, it's actually... Not saying, not, not saying he is. No. But, uh... No. Definitely not, in fact, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but the, by, by saying definitely not, like, if you just said that about someone... I'm I, definitely not a pedophile. No. Yeah. Mate, that's right. If someone just announced you that yeah. you just met, yeah. hi, uh, John Smith, how are you yeah. going? Just want you know I'm definitely not a pedophile. <laughs> that dude's a pedophile. <laughs> Met John Smith, he is definitely a pedophile. Okay, By the way, that clearly sounds like a made up name. He's <laughs> called John Smith. So, David Campbell. Yeah. Uh, so, he decided, you know, he put together the ingredients of these awards being named after Sir Robert Helpman and the fact that the award looks like a cock. Yeah. He would put this hilarious bit of comedy together where he would say that they were based on Sir Robert Helpman's cock. Ah. So, he did this whole thing about. You know, he didn't, he didn't go for the Matt Shervington. Uh, no, but like, yeah, Aussie but he, when you're doing a bit of patter about like this beloved, you know, you know, and then his cock, it just didn't go. It didn't go down well. That well. It was was that first up? That is part of his opening. Yeah, mind? yeah. I think you got to warm him up a bit before you start making fun of like a beloved dead people's cock. Figure's <laughs> cock. It's like when they give the Brownlow to Gary Ablett, and they're like, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Charles Brownlow uh, yeah. medal here is uh, to honour our best and our fairest yeah. and you know Charles had quite a big cock <laughs> he used to swing a bit like this start swinging the medal yeah. and Gary's, yeah. Gary's trying to take yeah. it and he's like no no I'll yeah. tell you another thing about this guy yeah. he was a fucking pants man yeah. he was banging he was screwing more than a fucking but he called anal sex Brownlow that's, <laughs> that's where he came from time to get some Brownlow time to get some Brownlow <laughs> So did he get him back, Campbell? Uh, yeah, he did, and and because but the thing was, it just didn't quite work as an analogy because even though it's cock-like, I'm not sure that you know Sir Robert Helpman's cock had engraving on it, <laughs> a little plaque. <laughs> yeah, best live comedy performance. Welcome to Jamaica. To. Hope you enjoy your stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so uh, that, that's it. I think. So where is the Helpman now? <laughs> In your bedside drawer. <laughs> In my pants. Yeah, that's right. It's in an extra large condom in Paris Hilton's vagina. Where is it? Uh, I don't have it. 
Why not? After the GQ uh, Man of the Year Awards, I lost I lost my trophy at the after party because I was drunk. Uh. So this year, upon me winning my Who else award, would want a, a trophy that says Will Anderson on it? Adam Hills? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I lost it. I got it back. They found it for me. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it. like, I wouldn't imagine anyone would I didn't hold, say it was stolen. I just got drunk and put it down somewhere and forgot that I was meant to have a trophy. I know. I didn't realize you got it back. I was thinking that's like... Uh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. No one stole it. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, so, but after I won this one, it was immediately confiscated by my manager to yeah, be right. returned to me at a later time. <laughs> when you're more responsible. <laughs> when I was not when drunk. You, when you grow up. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, a um, friend of ours... Uh, Knackers, he did uh, had an exhibition last year. He was a painter, and he did a giant portrait. One of his portraits was of Steve Curry. And it's an enormous... I think he entered it into the Archibald. So it's a really impressive painting. Um, he had this exhibition, and that was like the biggest piece. And it sold to someone who Steve doesn't know, or Nathaniel doesn't know. Some guy came in and bought... And it's not like it's an abstract piece. Like, it looks like a portrait of Steve Curry. Like, anyone who's grown up in this country would look at it and go, oh, it's a big painting of Steve Curry. Steve was a bit weirded out by that. Would you be kind of weirded out by that too? I, I don't even have to imagine. I know exactly what it's like. This has happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. I was painted for the Archibald a couple... I've been painted a few times, but one in particular, an artist called Matthew Quirk, um, painted me a couple of years ago and did an amazing job. Like, it, it honestly, it was a, ma- a big piece. And, like, I mean, Gemma, your girlfriend, is an artist and she's really great and I've got some of her stuff in my house. But this was like, you looked at it and you just went... I can see that that's like... I was actually surprised it didn't like kind of make the final cut. I was pretty hopeful for him. Yeah. Um, but it was me, and the only thing that was kind of a quirk about it, because he kind of does this very sort of modern take on it. Do you say a quirk? A quirk, yeah. Is his surname quirk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quick. He's Matthew. Quick. Okay. Matthew. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I've got that wrong. Um, but anyway... Um, Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Matty. Okay. My mate, Matty. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I had a light globe in my mouth that had lit up. Yeah. In this, in this, like thing. your uncle Fester. Yeah, yeah, basically, and it was, yeah, it was kind of like, I mean, he had some sort of thing about ideas and like the light globe and the mouth and whatever. Anyway, but it was, it was cool. <laughs> it was right. like, well, uh, I want you to do this pose. I'm going to bring in my two friends, yeah. Tony and Bill. Yeah. Uh, now, this first, is a commitment to uh, uh, acting. Is like sometimes the showbiz can be uh, a wonderful mistress. Sometimes it can it can give you all, everything you want. Other times it can be like being fucked by two truck drivers. <laughs> so, Bill, put your dick in Will's mouth. Tony, put it in his ass, and we'll start painting. Oh my god, this is like getting a helpman award. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're over an hour, so we'll wrap right. this one up. Pity. Uh, once again, we're going to urge you to become fans of the Facebook yep. page. We've leave been, comments. Yeah, leave comments. We've been trying to update. We've put a few photos up yeah. and stuff. We probably could do more. But oh, somebody sent me a photo of you at high school. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. What's all that about? Yeah. He's got some photos of you from high school, so he's emailed them to me. So maybe we can find put some find some photos to put up on the website. Well, only if we put photos of you up as well. I'm happy. If there's people out, if I'm there's not- anyone I went to high school with who, who they listens to this, who has photos of me from high school, I'm happy to... I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting turned into the court jester <laughs> so far. It's like, look at the fool. More photos. Yeah. I wonder actually which kids... I, I saw that on Twitter. He said, you're 11. I'm wondering... Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool in year 11. Time will tell. I don't have any photos from me when I was a teenager. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see what he's got. Fuck, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, if he would have got it out of a school... This, do I know him? No, he said he must have got it out of a school school yearbook or something. Oh, I haven't really sorted out the hang whole on, story hang yet. on he's got photos of me when I was a teenager yeah. this could be some creepy kind of he did say that he was travelling through time and had an <laughs> offer for you 
<laughs> so send us all the stuff to the the Facebook page and and stuff, and we'll try to um. Uh, you know, we might even do. I, I was thinking it might be cool to do like one where we answer some questions. Yeah, we should have these meetings off air. Yeah. Okay. See ya. See ya. <laughs>